1: Stitcher, and of course, find us each and every week, Talk America Live, The Mix on Tuesdays, Sunday radio broadcast, which live stream at twenty four seven three sixty five at our website, JiggyJagwire.com. Our second... our. Uh second guest that we have today we're going to be going to the phones here in just a few moments and talk to virginia dale but before we do that let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at transmedia worldwide this is an absolutely amazing amazing marketing campaign we have got a great great marketing campaign for you right now here in our big program when are you moving to mars If things carry on like they are for the human race to survive, we're going to have to abandon planet Earth. Unless, unless, introducing Mighty Watts. Oh, that's right. Mighty by name, minimal by nature. Mind-blowing by design. Mighty Watts is ready to revolutionize renewable energy. Maybe save the planet. This is the real deal. Believe climate change is real. Don't believe it's real. It doesn't really matter. It will give you free, clean energy. You win either way. Check it out today online. Let's give you some more details here and how you can get a hold of these folks. Go over to MightyWatts.com. That's www.MightyWatts.com. Get more information on their GoFundMe over at M-I-G-H-T-Y-W-A-T-T-S.com. That's MightyWatts.com, M-I-G-H-T-Y-W-A-T-T-S.com. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get back into it here with Virginia Dale. She joins us here on our big program. Coast to coast, border to border, she is fantastic. And uh, we go to Virginia Dale, whose latest book is great novel, Rich White Americans. She joins us from Santa Barbara. Tell us about Rich White Americans. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, Rich White Americans is a, it's a thriller uh, that unveils the the inhabitants of Montecito, California, go to for money, sex, and power. And the protagonist foils rape and murder to protect her family.
1: It, uh, it is a great novel. Tell us about the writing process for the novel.
0: Uh, it began as a short story, um, which was actually taken from real life. I, my family I moved to Montecito, uh, when I was in my junior year at UC Berkeley. Um, so I went home to spend the summer there, and I had some friends who had been at Berkeley, and they introduced me around, and they introduced me to the son, the stepson of the state senator there. Uh, and he took me, he wined at dine me one evening, and uh, then he threw me over his shoulders like a sack of potatoes, a screaming, shouting sack of potatoes, and he tried to um, uh, do some very nasty things to me and uh, i uh, I became quite frightened and thought, of course, and uh, finally realized I had to foil this somehow, which I did by uh, telling him i I was in agreement with his <laughs> Nafast actions. <laughs> At which point he left, let go of me, and that was like letting go of grease lightning because I was out of there in t- 30 seconds and uh, running like a frightened doe to the next house, which let me in, thank goodness. Anyway, so I, uh, I showed this to an agent at the Santa Barbara Writers' Conference. He says, oh, can you turn this into a novel? And I said, this is a short story. He said, no, I need a novel. So... His name is Paul Fedorico, by the way, uh, great agent. Anyway, I uh, racked my brain and started writing and discovered that once I w- was writing, everything sort of tied together. And I invented, of course, the rest of the story, but I came out with, uh, yes, with a novel. And I called it, I, I don't know for what reason, but Montecito is known for its wealth and it is pretty white. Except for Oprah, who is the wealthiest one, <laughs> and uh, they were mostly Americans, so I came up with that title. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, Austin McCauley Publishers published it and uh, helped me proofread it, and they were wonderful. Um, they are, and it's for sale on uh, Amazon.com, or you can telephone them at one six four six. Five one two five seven six seven. Um, it's also a book about family because I do uh, this young man who had very bad manners and got involved with my family and uh, tracking me to Berkeley and trying to uh, trying to kill a uh, Berkeley's first black English professor Albert. Uh, the name has been changed. Albert Curtis. Who, with whom um, we fell madly in love well Innie is the name of the protagonist Innie and Albert fell in love and uh, Andronicus this again changed name, tried to murder Albert but he missed and hit someone else um, many a slip twixt the cup and the lip as Shakespeare would say and so the novel um, and the novel gets going and uh, the entire Innie's entire family comes into play. Her mother has different ideas than she does about what she wants to do with her life, which was mainly graduate from the university and work. (laughs) The mother was furious. She was a white supremacist. And she said she would disinherit Innie for her actions. But Albert said, no, once they get to know me, they will love me. And uh, eventually that happens. So it actually has a very happy ending. And Annie even brings in her long-lost grandmother from Florida. And they, uh, Albert's uh, father was a doctor. And the grandmother had a limp, and you know, he, he said he would take care of her. And there were love and tears everywhere at the end.
1: We've got Virginia Dale with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. And uh, so, so this book, incredibly well written. Talk to me a little bit about some of the different reviews and feedback you've gotten on the book so far. A little bit about what? The reviews, criticism, feedback from readers. Oh, the
0: feedback. Well, it got five stars. So there's only been one review. Um, got five stars for the grandmother because she, was, uh, she loved everyone universally. <laughs> she was not a white supremacist. Don't ask me how the mother turned into a white supremacist. But in the, uh, uh, the grandmother uh, helps everyone forgive each other, and all is resolved in the end with um, uh, generosity and love a
1: beautiful ending fantastic we have got Virginia Dale with us today she joins us live here on our big program and uh, so how, how did you get started in the world I know that you were a Navy junior and few other things tell us about yourself how did I get started well, 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 you, you've lived in many places, you've learned many different people's cultures. you've learned ways of living throughout life. Tell us about your background.
0: Oh, okay, well, I'm a Navy. I was a Navy junior. My dad was an Annapolis
1: graduate. and
0: after Pearl Harbor was bombed in <laughs> 1941 and my mother got married and I got born and uh grew up in my grandmother's house a lot of the time because daddy was out in the pacific fighting uh fighting world war two and uh, when he came back we were he was transferred to many places and I got to live in Hawaii for a year, which I loved I went to Punahou, marvelous school I lived in West Los Angeles I lived all over the country and then uh when uh, after I graduated, after I, I actually did go to Berkeley, yes. <laughs> I graduated, worked a year, and I bought a one-way ticket to Madrid, yes, Madrid in Spain, and had a I had a ball. I wrote anyway, and I married a Frenchman, and I came to appreciate other cultures because I was meeting people from all over the world. I was in a foreigners program there at the University of Madrid, so. I met Germans who told me how Germany was bombed nearly to smithereens, something I had never imagined. Um, And my husband was from North Africa, but he was French. So I found out that the French had colonies in North Africa, especially in Algeria and Morocco, which is where I lived for five years in the capital. And and I got to know uh, Muslims and people and, of course, a lot of French people. And I discovered that everybody was basically uh, just trying to survive. <laughs> they really, uh, it was more than religion, food and shelter were uh, of in- main importance. And uh, I liked these people very much. They were very kind to me, very warm-hearted. And to me, the warm heart, that's the most important thing in life, other than food and shelter, of course.
1: We well, have got uh, and an open mind. Yes, yes. We have Virginia Dale with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. So, is it a Me Too novel? Excuse me. Is it a Me Too novel? It
0: is a Me Too. Part of it is a Me Too novel, but it's also got a a root and tune love affair going on between Any and. Uh, Albert Curtis, the first black professor at the University of Berkeley, at Berkeley. So it's it's also a thrill, and also it's got Innie's uh, antagonist, I I called named him Andronicus, who's trying to kill her. I'm not trying to kill her, but he's trying to kill her black lover because um, he and the mother actually get together and get into cahoots, and the mother thinks that this lover must die because it's such a stain on family honor. I don't know if there was a lot of honor in that family. But anyway, a certain amount, certainly. And so it turns into a thriller with uh, the, old, the wannabe rapist stalking her and her, and her uh, well, fiancé because they became engaged in Berkeley. And uh, of course, they didn't know they were being stalked at all. They, uh, when he fired the gun, he hit the wrong person. Uh, so there's, but there is, I think I think we could call it a Me Too novel, because it's about women and uh, unwanted pregnancies. <laughs> it's an unwanted pregnancy. My the friend across the hall from Ginny and in her innie in her apartment is getting is being battered by her uh, boyfriend, and in those days, this is back in 1963, 64, there were no battered women's shelters that we knew of, but you just you got rid of the guy. You just said, ditch him. But some women were very insecure, and so they accepted uh, the abuse. And Annie was very much trying to get her friend disentangled from this fellow and give her some self-confidence which Ginny and have a lot of self-confidence.
1: <laughs> we have and got... Uh, in
0: the end, the friend does finally disentangle herself.
1: We have got a great guest with us today. Virginia Dale joins us here on our broadcast. Now, was this a challenge? Pardon me? Was this a challenge?
0: Uh, the challenge... For me, the challenge to write it was take this short story that I had written, which was actually uh, autobiographical, and turn it into a a piece of fiction. You know, that's over 200 pages long, at least, to be a novel. So I just uh, what you do when you have a challenge like that is you start writing. Just like in anything else, if you want to run the 40-minute mile, well, you start running. You practice. So I started writing, and I discovered all things, a lot of things came back to my mind. and Plus, I have written a couple of other novels, so I know that you have to uh, have conflict, and you have to have structure, and so I was, all of this was going through my mind. And I would essentially, where I got my best ideas was at the French press, a a coffee bar on the main street of Santa Barbara, and I would just sit, and my mind would be clear and happy, and thoughts would come to my mind. The mind is like a computer, and things would gel. So finally, I, I ended up with a novel. But of course, it is a challenge always to, you know, write a few hundred pages.
1: We have got Virginia Dale with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Now, were the protagonists from different ethnic groups? Was he disrespectful? No, no, no. Virginia Dale with us today. Were the protagonists from different ethnic groups?
0: Uh... I, I don't quite understand you don't have to okay well me. We,
1: we were provided questions here so I'm just reading the questions here Now what sparked their love affair
0: What sparked the love affair was someone insulted Albert he also lived in this little apartment complex It was a converted carriage house actually and had been converted into four studio apartments. And all, most of the main characters lived there, including Albert, and he was extremely charming. He he was black in a very white community at that in those days, so he used humor <laughs> to uh, defuse this, you know, black-white thing. A lot of, he would put on lavender wigs, <laughs> and he would make fun of the uh, handlers uh, and you know the Ivory handlers in commercials, making your hands. Softer whiter, he just he found humor in most everything, but he was very brilliant. he also started the San, San Francisco Film Festival and wrote screenplays for Sophia Loren uh, so any w- admired him everyone admired and loved Albert uh, very much and at one point this uh, the boyfriend who was mistreating her best friend across the hall called him a nigger so she. She slugged the fellow. <laughs> it was just an impulsive, active impulse. She hit him in the face, and Albert was there because he had just been called a nigger. And he said, where have you been all my life? And they just fell into each other's arms. It was just one of those mad, passionate love affairs, <laughs> which ended, up in, ended in an engagement and a potential marriage.
1: We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on Talk Shoe, also iHeartRadio as well. And um, so why didn't the protagonist's mother speak to her daughter about nearly being raped?
0: The protagonist's mother, excuse me?
1: Okay. Here's here's the questions we were provided by uh by, by your press person. Yes. Um. Why didn't the protagonist's mother speak to her daughter about nearly being raped? About what? About being raped. I did. Okay. Well, we're gonna move on. Um, we, <laughs> I, I, I have these questions here that I was provided to me, that. so I, I, uh, I, I, I can't, I, I guess, go any further. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, Virginia, I welcome you to come back on our show and, uh, thank you for being with us and have yourself a wonderful day. Oh, it's
0: been my pleasure. I'm, uh, you'll have to excuse my, uh, my
1: deafness. N- not, not, <laughs> not, a, not a problem. I was just provided questions and, uh. I understand. We're just going to move on. Have yourself a wonderful day. There goes Virginia Dale.